0: Thank mm-hmm. you. shirts fans to episode number 93 of the Lockdown New York Rangers podcast. That song you are hearing once again by our good friends in Pacifier. It is called Leave the Lights On from their 2009 album, Everyone on Every Night. And I'm recording this show just a couple of minutes after the Rangers dropped a tough 3-1 decision at home against the defending Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues at Madison Square Garden. Just a tough loss. You know, there's really no other way to put it. It's not the type of game where you can really get angry at the Rangers for anything that they did or anything that they didn't do. This is a fantastic hockey game. Very defensive game. Both teams very sound on their own side of the ice. And it's just a case where one team has to win, one team has to lose. Sometimes it really is that simple. Sometimes you just get beat. And unfortunately, the Rangers tonight get beaten by one of the absolute best teams in the NHL, if not the best team in the NHL. And Really, the Rangers over these last couple of games, they've lost three in a row now, two to the Flyers, one to the Blues. This schedule all of a sudden has gotten very, very challenging for the Rangers. They play the Flyers when the Flyers came in playing their best hockey of the season. They had won four consecutive games going into the first meeting with the Rangers. They, of course, beat the Rangers twice to run their winning streak up to six games. And in tonight's case, not only, again, are the Blues, the Stanley Cup, champions, the defending Stanley Cup champions, but they are playing their best hockey of the year as well. They had won seven in a row coming into this. Jordan Bennington has been on fire, and he was outstanding again in this game tonight. So was Alex Georgiev, a great goaltender duel on both sides of the ice, a lot of nice saves from each guy, but just one of those cases where the Rangers come up on the short end of the stick. They were tied at one going into the third period, and as a Ranger fan, you like the sound of that because for the most part, the Rangers have been playing strong third periods recently. And you're thinking maybe that's going to happen again. And the Rangers are going to find a way to to come away at two points here, win the third period and claim a hard earned win. Unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be. And the Rangers fall three to one. The three to one score is a little bit deceiving as well because the Blues scored an empty netter with just six seconds remaining. And the other tough thing about this is I'm not even sure that the Rangers weren't the better team in this game. I thought the Rangers had more scoring opportunities than the Blues did. I thought, for the most part, the Rangers had the better of play. They had an edge for a longer period in this game than the Blues did overall. And and it was close, but I would give a slight edge to the Rangers. Unfortunately, in hockey, that doesn't always guarantee that you're going to be the winner. And that was the case tonight where the Rangers, despite arguably outplaying the Blues, come out as losers of this game. And they have now dropped three in a row. It's going to be important for the Rangers not to you know, hang their heads and not to be too dejected by the fact that they're on a three-game losing streak because, again, these have been really tough opponents that the Rangers have gone against. It's not going to get much easier on Thursday against the Washington Capitals. The Rangers will be at home against the Caps at 7 p.m. in that game. And, you know, the Capitals haven't been— Great lately, but they're still a good team. I think we all know that. Nobody would argue against that. And so it's going to be another big test. The Rangers just have to come out with the same kind of fire, the same kind of urgency, the same kind of intensity that we saw tonight against the St. Louis Blues. And if you do that, you just hope for a better result in the end. You just hope that you score at least one more goal than they did because, again, the Rangers, once again, they played a very solid game tonight, just came up a little bit short. And I know the Rangers aren't in this for moral victories, but if there is one to be had tonight, I think it's that the Rangers just went toe-to-toe with the defending Stanley Cup champions. And if you're the Rangers and you took a team, again, the defending champs, winners of seven straight, you take that team to the limit, to the very end, then what can't you do and who can't you play with? The answer is nobody. And so you just hope that they can come back and, and get a better result and get the win against the Capitals on Thursday. So let's go ahead and jump into the first period here. I was really impressed by some moves that Brennan Smith showed. He kind of went to the net at like a 45-degree angle and really made some nice moves with the puck. Unfortunately, he just couldn't squeeze his shot between Bennington's right pad and the near post. But the Rangers continue to keep the pressure on here, and Philip Heedle draws a penalty to put the Rangers on the man advantage here, about midway, approaching midway through the first period. And the Rangers convert on the power play, a nice little tic-tac-toe goal, and The Rangers really had a great power play against the Flyers in their last game. They scored three times on the power play, and this power play has just been firing on all cylinders recently. It's really been a strength of the Rangers, especially in the second half of the season here, and... The Rangers look good here on the power play as well. They're cycling the puck, kind of keeping it to the outside, keeping it to the perimeter. Pavel Bucnevich has the puck behind the goal line, and he really has to thread the needle with a really nice pass here. He moves it right across the top of the crease, just out of the reach of Bennington, just out of the reach of a St. Louis defender, and he finds Ryan Strom, and then Ryan Strom passes back kind of in the direction of where it came from from Bucinavich, but he finds Mika Zibanejad, and Zibanejad scores from the doorstep to make it 1-0 nothing. In the first period, the Rangers once again convert on the power play. And very nice to see Ryan Strom make a play here, get back involved because, you know, he didn't have a great game against the Flyers and ended up getting benched in that one. Didn't get to play on his usual spot in the power play. So nice to see Ryan Strom bounce back here. And obviously, it's always good to see he's advantage with the puck when he's, you know, five or six feet away from the net. There's a very good chance he's going to score. And that's exactly what he does here. One to nothing, Rangers. Rangers almost make it 2 to nothing. shortly thereafter. Artemi Panarin, a great lead pass to Jesper Foss. Foss goes for the tip-in on the doorstep. He can't convert there, but the puck ends up in the corner, and Foss just chases it down, basically. Swoops around, gets the puck, brings it back in front, takes another shot, but Jordan Binnington makes the save. Like we said, Jordan Binnington very, very good in this game, as was Alex Giorgiev. Both of these guys making some very impressive saves. And then getting toward the end of the first period here, the Rangers nearly get a goal out of their fourth line. Brennan Lemieux... Goes in hard on the forecheck, puts a big hit on his man. The puck kind of just shoots loose and comes out in front of the net. Julian Gautier tracks it down, and he was kind of looking for the perfect— moment to shoot the puck because he had possession and he moved kind of across near the top of the crease there and just never quite pulled the trigger wasn't quite at the crease he was more like in the slot but you get the idea he was in deep never quite pulled the trigger eventually the puck is knocked away from him and you'd like to see him you know just take a shot there but you know I get it he's trying to get a better angle against a very good goalie trying to be you know, maybe fine with the puck to a fault, but regardless, the puck stays out, and it's still one to nothing Rangers at this point, and then later in the first period, Mika Zibanejad draws a penalty. The Rangers go on the power play with less than a minute left in the first period. It carries over into the second period, but unfortunately, the Rangers do not score on this power play. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Rangers is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ranger fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a locked on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Ranger fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this locked on podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Blues get a power play of their own early in the second period here. They get the puck in deep, but Brady Shen is just robbed on the doorstep by Alex Georgiev. He basically made two point-blank saves and one with each leg. So basically, he stopped him. I think it was with the... Left pad first, and then Shen is looking to put the rebound home. And as as Georgiev is moving to his left, he kicks his right pad back out in the opposite direction. So just a fantastic series of saves there by Alex Georgiev, and the Rangers get the clear, get the puck out of harm's way. But then later on, the same power play, just kind of a bad break here for the Rangers. You know, the Blues are swarming. They're, they're getting some pressure, but it looks like the Rangers are about to get the clear. Mika Zibanejad has the puck in front of the Ranger net. He goes to shoot it. It looked like down the length of the ice But unfortunately, he just doesn't get all of his shot here, and he gets just enough of the puck to push it forward right to Pareko, and Pareko scores from in deep. He goes short side against Georgiev, and he ties the game at one just like that. So a power play goal. Each team has a power play goal to this point, and we are tied at one relatively early in the second period. Zibanejad nearly gets it back for the Rangers. There's an instance where he's basically in the neutral zone, and somebody on the Blues and Zibanejad just crash into each other. Like, I think neither one saw the other one. It wasn't a penalty on either player. It was nothing dirty or anything like that, just a high-speed collision. Both guys go down to the ice. But Zibanejad pops back up. He eventually gets control of the puck. He goes in on the right wing, powers past the defender, but Bennington just makes another really nice save on the doorstep. So that would have been pretty awesome to see Zibanejad immediately get redemption there and you know, score right after taking a, a really big hit in the neutral zone. Rangers get another opportunity. Brendan Lemieux gets control of the puck just inside of his own blue line, just kind of plays the puck toward the net. He's looking for Philip Hedl. Hedl tries to deflect the puck home, but just can't quite convert there, and we are still tied at one. And this is right around where this crazy 10-minute stretch began. The Rangers and Blues had about, well, more than 10 minutes, actually, more than 10 minutes without a whistle. And obviously every period in the NHL is 20 minutes long, and this 20-minute period took just 25 minutes of real, actual time to complete. So just a remarkably fast second period here, and just crazy pace here. Both teams playing with a lot of urgency. It definitely had a playoff-type feel did this game, and a lot of really great uh, board battles in this game, I thought, too. There were a lot of really... Good, lengthy fights for the puck along the boards. Every 50-50 puck was tightly contested, and yeah, it just felt like it was was a really big game, a really important game. Obviously, it is a very important game for the Rangers, but you know, the Blues, obviously playing with a lot of urgency as well, kind of gave this game a playoff-like atmosphere. The Rangers overall just played a much better defensive game in this one than they had recently, certainly in the two games against the Flyers. Obviously, both of those games resulted in the Rangers giving up five goals to Philadelphia. And in this one, not only do they limit the Blues to, I'm going to say, two goals. I know technically it was three goals, but one, again, was the empty netter with just six seconds left. And at that point, it didn't really matter anyway because time was going to run out. The Rangers weren't going to get another opportunity. So not going to count the empty netter. So for all intents and purposes, the Rangers basically gave up just two goals in this game. But not only that, they only gave up 22 shots. And they have gone through this stretch here where they have been giving up 40-plus shots on goal in just about every single game that they've played. Prior to tonight's game, the Rangers had been giving up quite a few shots in recent games, and they'd won a lot of these games as well. But, you know, in the most recent game against the Flyers, just 26 shots allowed on goal in that one. But the game before that against the Flyers, they gave up 40 shots on goal. Before that, they gave up 34 to the Canadians, 45 shots on goal to the Islanders, 46 shots on goal against the Sharks. 29 shots on goal allowed to the Hurricanes and 40 shots on goal allowed against the Blackhawks. So again, nice to see the Rangers tighten things up a little bit here, make it that much tougher on the Blues to produce quality scoring chances. Let's go to the third period here. First couple minutes of this third period I thought were a little bit mundane. You know, both teams kind of looking to make sure that they— continue with the defense first approach. Not a whole lot happened in the first 3 or 4 minutes, but then the Rangers start to get a little bit of a push. Artemi Panarin makes a pass in deep to Ryan Strom and Strom just misses it. He almost had the tip in goal right there from the doorstep. They get another chance when Brett Howden moves the puck from behind the net in front to Capo Cacco, but Bennington once again just makes another really nice stop for the Blues. And Cacco's just kind of been snakebitten lately. And we saw a couple examples of that in this game and even more specifically in the third period. I feel like most games when Kako's out there, he plays decent hockey or even solid hockey. It looks like he gets at least one or two chances per game. Right now, the issue just seems to be not finishing the opportunities. And if you look at his stats recently, he has gone seven straight games without a point, And in his last 26 games, Kako has just one goal and three assists. And even saying that out loud, like it's, it surprises me because I feel like He's played better. That he deserves better numbers than that, certainly. Now, listen. I'm not going to kill Cackle because, as we all know, he's very young. He just turned 19 years old in February, and this is not unheard of. You know, a lot of top draft picks tend to struggle a little bit in the NHL when they're really young. Uh, Leon Draisaitl is a name that comes to mind. He struggled quite a bit when he entered the league, and you look at him now, and he's one of the absolute best players in the world. And it's certainly possible that that could happen with Kako as well. I still think he has a ton of potential. But it is just surprising to see him with, again, just four points in his last 26 games. It's surprising for a number of reasons. One, I don't think he's played poorly enough where he would only have the four points. But secondly, you know, with the talent that he has, you would just expect there to be a few more points in that. But again, I think... We all have to be patient with Capo Caco. That's something I talked about quite a bit early in the season. It's something that I'll continue to talk about going forward. And you just hope that, you know, maybe down the stretch here, he has a little bit of a run on him. He can kind of, you know, pick up the slack a little bit, especially with Chris Kreider down, because the Rangers are going to have to look elsewhere for other guys to replace Kreider's production. Maybe Capo Caco can be that guy. We will keep an eye on it down the stretch. But yeah, fingers crossed for a a strong finish by Capo Caco here in the last month of the season. And Kako got another opportunity right after this. He's positioned right there on the doorstep. It looks like he's about to stuff a rebound home, but Pareko extends his stick and just knocks the puck away from Kako. And then the Blues take the lead 2-1. to one. Shen goes around behind the Ranger net. He brings the puck in front and just looks to kind of play the puck across the crease, and it deflects off the right skate of Georgiev and just bounces into the net. So unfortunate there, but the Blues take a 2-1 to one advantage almost exactly midway through the third period. And then I got to talk about this play because it almost looked like a repeat of something that we saw about a week, maybe two weeks ago. I forget which game it was, but there was an instance where a team came in three on one against Adam Fox. And Adam Fox, not only did he not allow a shot opportunity, not only did he knock the puck away, he flat out stole the puck and just skated it out of the zone. And he did the exact same thing here. The Blues come in, Three on one here, and they look to make a pass, and Fox just steals it, and Fox is about to, you know, look to make his move up the ice, you know, either skate it through the neutral zone himself or maybe pass up to a ranger forward. And as he's trying to leave the zone, he gets tripped by one of the St. Louis Blues players that had gone in on the three on one. I don't know how the ref missed this. I mean, it was a blatant trip. You heard the crowd really let out a roar there. It was just obvious and, and for whatever reason the penalty just did not get called. But again, another outstanding play by Adam Fox there, breaking up what would have been an excellent scoring opportunity for the Blues. Not long after, the Blues have an opportunity to extend their lead. They go in with a two on one. Schwartz passes across the ice to Shen, but Georgiev makes a sliding save moving to his left. And then I noticed that Zibanejad and Panarin were out there again. It's getting late in the game, so, you know, put your two superstars out there on a line together. They were out there with Buchnevich at the time. The Rangers, shortly after this, get an excellent opportunity to tie the game. D'Angelo takes a shot from around the blue line. The save is made by Bennington, but there's a rebound. And Capo Caco is right there in front of the net. He gets the puck, and he just puts it wide. And I... (laughs) I don't know how you missed the net there. I mean, again, I don't want to kill Kako. I like Capo Kako. I still firmly believe he's going to be a great player in this league. He does show you those flashes of talent. And again, just a few months into his NHL tenure and just 19 years old. But I just don't know how you missed the net from in deep that close. I mean, he couldn't have been more than five or six feet away from the net, and he just put it wide. Probably what was going on here is Kako was maybe just trying to be a little bit too fine with the puck. Again, Bennington has been on fire coming into this game. He was fantastic in this one. And that at times, I think, can get in your head a little bit. And maybe you just try to aim for the corner a little bit too much instead of just, you know, letting it fly at the net. And unfortunately, Kako just puts the puck wide there. We get down to a minute 24 to go. The Rangers call a timeout. They pull Alex Georgiev with a offensive zone faceoff forthcoming. And then they get a couple of chances. You know, Ryan Strom, there's a a stuff-in try from the doorstep. But Bennington keeps the puck out. The Blues clear the zone with 43 seconds remaining. The Rangers regroup. They dump it back in. And then another really good opportunity here. There's about 20 seconds left. Pavel Buchnevich takes a shot from along the board from kind of a tough angle, and Lemieux is there. He's looking for the deflection, and... Bennington makes the save, but Lemieux is in there. He's he's trying to stuff the rebound home. Ryan Strom is there. He's whacking away at it as well, but Bennington somehow freezes the puck, which is 16 seconds to go. And then unfortunately, the Rangers lose the ensuing faceoff. The Blues skate the puck into the neutral zone. They work their way into the Rangers zone, and Schwartz scores an empty netter, which is 5.9 seconds remaining. And that was pretty much that. The Blues take this one 3-1. to one. Once again, it's not a game where I can kill the Rangers. I don't think they did anything noticeably wrong or, or noticeably bad in this game. It's just a case where a tough opponent, a tough game, it was hard fought all the way through. And somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. And sometimes it really is just that simple. I think that's what we saw here tonight. And unfortunately, the Rangers come away with no points. Their third straight loss. They will have an opportunity to get back in the win column on Thursday. They will be at home against the Washington Capitals in that game. One other thing that I just wanted to mention here before we wrap up for the day is Mika Zibanejad in the month of February was the NHL's second star and very well deserved here. He tied for the lead in the NHL in goals for the month of February with 11. He ranked second in points for the month. 11 goals, 9 assists for a total of 20 points. And the Rangers obviously played very well. So all of those numbers that Zibanejad put up for the Rangers helped his team go 11-4 and in the month of February. He had at least one point in 12 of 15 games. He had the overtime game winner against the Islanders on February 25th. He hit the 30-goal mark. And I love this stat. He became the first Ranger player to post consecutive 30-goal seasons since Yaramir Yager did it in 2005-2006 and 2006-2006. 2007. So very cool to hear that. Hey, anytime you're mentioned in the same breath as Yeramir Yager, you got to be doing something right. And obviously Zibanejad just on an absolute tear during the month of February and really all season. I mean, the guy's a superstar. Anybody who would have argued against that coming into the season, I'd like to hear them argue against that now. Mika Zibanejad, a legitimate superstar in this league, I'd say at least a top 20 player. And the Rangers, you know, again, we've talked about this as well, but two fide. Superstars in Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, and it's been a very long time since the Rangers have had two players on this team at the same time who are as good as those two guys are. That's going to do it for today, guys. We eventually will have part two of our two-parter of Jeff Gordon's best moves since becoming the New York Rangers general manager. We did part one on Tuesday, so if you haven't heard that, that is episode number ninety-two. Go back and take a listen to that right now. We count down numbers eight through five in that episode. And in a future episode, we're going to do numbers four through one as well. So we have that to look forward to. And we're also closing in on the 100th episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Again, this is episode number 93. So we got seven to go here. And it's very exciting time. You know, this season has just absolutely flown by. I've had an absolute blast talking Ranger hockey with you guys pretty much every day for the better part of what is it now? Like, Geez, uh, six months almost. Yeah, wow, we're we're approaching our six month of Locked On New York Rangers, so we will hit a hundred episodes before this season ends. And got a couple different ideas what we could do for that episode. I don't want to mix things up too much because I think for the most part people tend to like the show as it is. So I don't want to you know just reinvent the wheel just because it's the one hundredth episode. But one thing I would definitely like to do is a Locked On New York Rangers mailbag. And if you guys have any questions for me, anything you'd like me to talk about then go ahead and send me in a question. I love talking to you guys on Twitter. A lot of you have kind of started to reach out a little bit more on Twitter and got in touch with me through some direct messages and gotten a couple emails from you guys as well. So, yeah, we got a little bit of time here. And if anybody wants to send a question to Locked On New York Rangers, please do so. Maybe we can turn the 100th episode into, uh, you know, a fan-centric mailbag episode because I would love to hear some of your guys' questions and get a chance to talk about them in one of these episodes here. So, If you do have a question, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Or the other way to do it is to reach out to me on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. What I'm probably going to do is pin a tweet at the top of the page. And if you guys have a question, just post it on there. Or you can just DM it to me. Whatever works best for you, it works for me. And yeah, I'd love to hear from everyone. Love talking some New York Ranger hockey with you guys. And if you send me a question, there's a very good chance you're going to hear the question and the answer on the 100th episode of Locked on New York Rangers. That's if we get enough questions. So it's on you guys, you know, go ahead and send those questions and uh, we'll see about answering them on the air in the 100th episode. But once again, thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you next time.